Welcome back to Breaking Up with Michaela Simuntry. That's me, your host, and this is the podcast where we talk about breaking up, relationship advice, dating stories, and personal stories about some of the worst breakups, most embarrassing, or cringiest breakups of all time. So thank you for joining us today, and let's get started. Welcome back to the third episode of Breaking Up with Michaela Smuntry. That's me, Michaela, and today's episode is going to be about some of the best and worst ways to get over an ex. Fun fact, all of these come from personal experience, so you'll be learning a little bit more about me and my history, and hopefully be able to help a little bit if this is something that you are currently going through. So, just a little quick heads up on this episode. This is the first episode that I don't have like a written out script that I'm going off of to record. So for the first two episodes, as much fun as they were, I felt like they were a little too rehearsed almost because they were. Like I wrote out the entire episode and I just read it back because I thought I wanted to be prepared and know what I was going to say. But as I edited them and soon will release them, um, I'm pre-recording a ton of episodes before I launch the podcast. But When I was listening back to them, I was like, wow, they don't really sound emotional because I'm just rereading something that it's a little too monotone. And I really want this podcast to just be, you know, lively and animated and in the moment, kind of like how I film YouTube videos. Um, So uh, we'll see how this goes because I'm really just winging it. But as a listener to podcasts, I know I definitely prefer when people are just having normal conversations and aren't slowly speaking about something that they've written down. So I'm learning as I'm going and I appreciate you being on this journey with me because every single episode I think will just get better and better in terms of quality and content. And I have just recorded two episodes with some special guests. So the episodes are going to start having some guests in them very soon. So make sure that you're subscribed so you don't miss that. And if you are, you know, a creator or an Instagrammer or a friend of mine and you want to be on my podcast, let me know because I'm currently booking a lot of future guests. So it'd be fun to have you on so we can chat about relationships and dating and any fun stories that you may have in terms of all of that. But for today's episode, we are going to be discussing ways to get over a breakup and some of, you know, good, positive, healthy ways as well as negative, toxic, maybe not the best ways to get over a breakup. And I had to learn through experience. So we're going to kind of get to know me and my mistakes a little bit as we deep dive into my past some more. But as I mentioned, and as you may know, I do have a YouTube channel that is like my main platform. I love it so much. And... A little over a year ago, I released a video with the same title, The Best and Worst Ways to Get Over an Ex, uh, as I was going through it. Because about a year ago, I had just gotten over my first real relationship, and it was tough. It was my first real heartbreak besides high school flings and, you know, little feelings here and there. But it was like my first serious relationship that had ended, and I was going through all of the feelings. I was trying to feel better and I found what worked best for me and what didn't work best and I wanted to make a YouTube video sharing my experience and I did re-watch that video earlier today in preparation for this podcast so I do have a few notes jotted down about what I said in the video just to uh, reiterate on this podcast 
but I don't have like a full out written script, which is a little nerve wracking, but I'm sure with practice, as I just continue to chat about my experience, it'll start to feel natural just sitting here talking to myself. But hey, as a YouTuber, I should be used to that, right? <laughs> um, I also did want to just touch base on one more thing from my previous episode that just went up about how I forced my ex-boyfriend to break up with me. And I forgot to mention in that podcast, but I have a YouTube video on why we broke up. And of course, in that YouTube video, I don't say everything that I say in the podcast. And there are some things that you may think um, I left out or, you know, wasn't being transparent with. But I just wanted to say that even though I didn't mention a lot of what I said in the podcast in that original YouTube video on why we broke up, like, I didn't lie in the video. They're both still valid reasons as to why we broke up. I think I just was able, after a year, to kind of deep dive a little bit more into why we broke up um, on the podcast episode. So, uh, if you take that podcast episode and all the reasons why I kind of ended up forcing him to break up with me, as well as the YouTube video on why we broke up, I think they go hand in hand, but I don't really say the same thing in the YouTube video that I do in the podcast, if that makes sense. Okay, but moving on, because today is not about the breakup, it's about healing. It's about getting over that breakup and all of the things that really helped me during that time. So, like I did just mention, that was my first kind of serious relationship. It was about two years. We had sort of like an engagement ring, but it was our promise ring, but it was still a flippin' engagement ring on my finger. So we had the ring, we had the names of our kids picked out, we had like our future just pretty much mapped out. Um, And it's difficult after you break up with someone to realize that none of that exists anymore. You know, like your entire future has to be reimagined, redefined, and suddenly, at least for me, I kind of had to figure out who I was again. I had no idea who I was at 23 and single. I only knew 21 and single, Michaela, not 23 and single. So I did feel a little bit like at a loss of my own identity for a bit. And that definitely made it hard as well to figure out not only what's going on romantically after the breakup and healing my heart, but then figuring out who I am as a person and what my future holds because suddenly I had to completely reimagine my future and my life and it's just a lot and I think anyone going through a breakup or has gone through a breakup can relate to that feeling and that was my first time really feeling all those huge sad emotions so uh, it was overbearing and tough but through those like I'd say three months post breakup I learned a lot and I figured out what works best for me and what definitely did not help and we're going to talk about that today. So Without further ado, I'm going to get right on into the list that I jotted down on things that helped me get over my ex-boyfriend. The first thing that I have listed is music. Music is such a big part of my life, and it's not something that I kind of share a lot on social media. But I mean, my first tattoo is a music note on my ankle for that very reason, you know, because when, in my own phrase, like when words fail, music speaks. So it just helps a ton. And Music can be so therapeutic and healing, whether you're listening to music or making your own. I play guitar and piano, and I just know whenever I'm going through something, I can just let it out on an instrument. Like, all of my feelings really just explode and come to life when I'm playing piano or when I'm playing guitar. It's just very... It helps my heart. I don't know if you can hear the ambulance going by in my street, but I did pause. Can you hear that? (laughs) I remember being in high school 
sitting in the passenger seat of my best friend at the time who had a lot more relationship experience at that young age than I did. And she played the song A Little Bit Stronger by Sarah Evans and just kind of told me that like this was her breakup song. She was like, I listened to this on repeat and just belt it in the car and I can cry to it. It's perfect. I remembered that moment when I went through this breakup and I played A Little Bit Stronger and boy, was she right. That in my head is the perfect breakup song. So I know that that song helped a ton. Also, the song 2AM slash Breathe. Oh, whenever I'm having a sad or a hard time, I'll play that song. And it's crazy how much expressing your emotions like through music can help you. But just being able to really belt out a sad song or play music, I found this to be super helpful during a breakup. And side note, I have a whole playlist on my Spotify called The Breakup with songs that helped. Some of them are like really sad songs like these and others are upbeat, you know, girl bosses, like BFF, like Lizzo energy type of songs as well. So if you want to check out my Spotify, it's just my full name and you can find that playlist called The Breakup Um, and check out some good tunes that might help you because whenever I'm feeling down, even if I'm not going through a breakup and I just need some songs to make me feel better, I'll listen to that playlist. But yeah, music is just such a big part of this process for me and it helped a lot. I mean, essentially anything that makes you feel warm or taken care of is helpful. Writing also really helped during this time. I'm a huge writer. I mean, I went to school for creative writing and English literature, so it's quite a passion of mine. (laughs) Um, But whenever I need to vent, I'll just journal or my fingers will just fly across the keyboard and I'll type something out on my laptop, but it can really help, especially when you are feeling so vulnerable because you have so many emotions and thoughts going through your mind all at once, it seems like. So just being able to let that go on paper can be really helpful. And I always recommend a stream of consciousness entry in your journal. I'm always surprised when I start one of those where it ends up. And usually it surprises me because I had no idea that I was thinking about something or that I was worried about what I was worried about until I was able to slow down, write it out, and see it on paper, and then it becomes so clear to me. So I will always recommend writing. I think it can really help, especially if you are a Gemini or an Aquarius. I've heard those two signs are just natural writers. And I know my boyfriend now, he's a Gemini and he doesn't really write, but he used to when he was a teen. He actually showed me one of his old journals or like diaries as a kid And obviously it was like a kid diary, but he was a writer. I think it's a talent that lives inside of all of us. And he's also a Gemini, which is why I was bringing that up because I think Geminis are just natural gifted writers. I'm a little bit biased, but I speak my truth and I really do believe that anyone can write. It doesn't have to be perfect. You just have to get it out on paper and rereading your thoughts and really just seeing it. Oh, it's so therapeutic. I love it so much. So definitely be writing down your thoughts. Okay, the next thing that I have listed on this list of ways that helps me get over an ex is clearly just accepting the fact that it's okay to not be okay. I remember the first time someone told me this. I was a freshman in high school and it was one of my teachers who really helped me a lot when I was going through a hard time and it kind of blew my mind. (laughs) Like, what do you mean it's okay to not be okay? But yeah, just accepting the fact that you're not feeling okay and realizing that it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to cry. It's okay to just wallow a little bit, not all the time, you know, just 
embrace the sad, really like open up and cry. You know, in literature, as I just said, I'm kind of a book nerd, but a lot of times water in literature or rainfall or crying, it symbolizes almost like a baptism, a fresh start, renewal, a cleanse, and water can be super symbolic in writing. And that translates over to crying too. Crying is such a cleanse. It's your body's physical way of just flushing out all those emotions. So never be ashamed to cry. I am such a crier, um, but I think it's really healthy. I think it's good and it's great to just help your body kind of accept, like I just said, that it's okay to not be okay. And I remember going through this breakup. I cried every single day, every single night. And I remember the first day that I didn't cry and how proud and strong I felt when I realized, oh my God, I haven't cried yet today. And it was such a moment of victory to be like, wow, this is healing. It's getting better. Like, I feel great. Of course, healing isn't linear though. So you can have all those great days of not crying and then something might trigger a memory. You could be brought back to something from that relationship, from that past and start to cry and just realize and just remembering. But that doesn't mean that you're not already like healed or working on healing or at the same place with grieving as you were before you cried. It's just understanding that the healing process isn't linear. You will have bad days. You will have good days and allowing yourself to just kind of go through that and feel uh, it's okay because you're accepting that there will be times where you will feel sad even if you are healing and recovering and you just have to allow yourself to go through those emotions to get past it because it can't stay that way forever. I mean, emotions are very temporary and you will get through it. I mean, if there's anything I could say to my younger self, it's that emotions are temporary and you will get through this. Gosh, emotions are so fleeting. Sometimes it's almost scary, but that's coming from someone who is super emotional and sometimes feels like I feel everything all at the same time. It's kind of been like that since I was a child because I remember being a kid and just overwhelmed with feelings and just like not being able to comprehend what I even felt because I felt everything all at once. The amount of journal entries I have expressing that concern, like, how do I even know what I'm feeling when I feel everything at the same time? Oh, it's a little sad. (laughs) Um, But yeah, emotions are so temporary and just reminding yourself that they will pass. You will get through it. You know, this too shall pass. So I found it super helpful during this hard time to just embrace the sadness and allow myself to feel those feelings. Sometimes Keeping track of the feelings can be super helpful too for a previous relationship, not this last one that I'm talking about mostly, but one um, from when I was like a sophomore in college, I ended up tracking what times throughout the day this guy like crossed my mind and I had this huge note on my phone of just different times and most of them were right in the morning when I woke up or when I got home from work or during my lunch break or right before I'd go to bed. But over time, I started to realize on this note on my phone that I was entering times less and less and that uh, I wasn't thinking about him as much as I used to, that my first conscious thought in the morning was no longer him. And it helped to track those thoughts just to really see that pattern and see how over time it became less and less. I didn't do that with my last ex-boyfriend just because it would have been constantly and that was like such a different, larger part of my life. It would have been a lot harder. Um, 
but it does get better and you won't think about him or her as much anymore as you do in the moment because like I just said feelings are temporary and very fleeting another thing that helped was finding closure and I was actually very lucky with this last relationship that ended because I got so many various types of closure with my ex-boyfriend that by the end of the day like the last time I saw him I was so good you know I like had everything that I needed from him and I know that not everyone is this lucky but I just wanted to share sorry I just nudged the table and I moved my entire setup but with my ex-boyfriend the type of closure that I got was so great in my head uh we actually got dinner a couple times after we broke up um and we broke up in October and the very last time I saw him was like middle of December so I had like three months of communication, dinners, conversations. We weren't texting like every single day, but he was still in my life to an extent. And what's interesting is the first time that we got dinner after we broke up, my mindset was very different than the last time that we got dinner after we broke up. So to walk you through this, our first dinner after our breakup, I wanted to get back together and he wasn't at that point yet. And I fought a little bit. I kind of fought for it a little bit because I missed him and I wanted him in my life. Now, the second time that we got dinner, which was actually on what would have been our second year anniversary, um, we went back to the restaurant that we met at. And in my head, we were celebrating the times that we had those last two years and moving on. Uh, It felt good. I had healed to an extent and I felt like this was the closure I wanted. However, at this point, now he wanted to get back together, and I was the one that wasn't there and wanted to move on and say bye because I was good. And then uh, the strangest thing happened. He uh, told me that before we broke up, he bought us tickets to a holiday show that we would see around Christmas time. And He asked me if I would still want to go with him because he had these tickets and I didn't, I found out later on that he had lied and he bought them after we broke up, which I kind of thought was the case and that's the reason I asked him, Um, but I said yes and that was the one in December where we got dinner downtown and then saw this play Um, and by then I had already moved on. And I was super friend zoning. I gave him a side hug. I dodged kisses. Like, I kind of made it very obvious, but I was still nice. I just wasn't showing any signs that I wanted to be with him, if that makes sense. And so eventually, by the end of the night, he did end up asking me the question on if I was with anyone. I forget how he phrased it, but I remember telling him in response, you don't want to know. And by saying that, he knew the answer. And I got really good closure that night. And I even told him that, you know, maybe this is the closure that you need to move on as well. It made it difficult for sure because I could just see how hurt he was for my actions. But I also think it was good for us because that anger helped us move on and get that closure. And I am happy that I got such good and various closure from that last relationship. However, I know that not everyone is that lucky 
And I know from personal experience that I haven't always been that lucky with closure. I wasn't always given that opportunity to have it. If you get that chance, though, you don't want to regret not asking a question. You don't want to regret not telling that person something, not saying what you want to say or need to say when or if you are given that chance. Because like I said, we don't always get that opportunity later on and you don't want to have any regrets. I know what it's like, too, because when I was in high school, I never got the chance to have closure with someone that, to this day, like, still means a lot to me. And I think because I never got closure with him, I'm still, on some level, like, romanticizing it um, when I look back and with rose-colored glasses and all of that. And I'm thinking about him in a way that, like, an 18-year-old or 19-year-old Michaela would still think about him because I never got that closure. Because in my mind, there was never an end to whatever we had, whatever fling it was. Um, However, I did find closure in my own way with this person and that relationship because, like I said, I love to write. I have a notebook actually full of letters that I write to boys that I could never send, and his is the first one. So fun fact, I actually have a video on my YouTube channel where I share this letter with you, and I think that video is called A Letter to the Boy Who Broke My Heart. And It's my own type of closure. It's everything I wish I could have told him slash still need to tell him, but I can't. And it's crazy because I hope he's seen it. So if you were unable to speak to them directly, write them a letter. Find a way to get that closure for yourself so that you can feel better. Yeah. The next thing on my list that I have is (laughs) love yourself. I know this is corny and oversaid, but it's true. And you can love yourself in many different ways. So the way that I really turned to love myself after this breakup was I invested in myself, in my wardrobe, in my apartment decor and furniture, like my own space, my skincare. I just, I tried so hard to take good care of myself because no one else was going to do it, you know, like it's all up to me. So at this point was when I really started to decorate my apartment and I purchased rugs and a couch and new furniture. My roommate had just moved out because it was like the turn of the new year. Our lease was technically up. I renewed and she moved in with her boyfriend. Um, So I had our apartment all to myself and I just like bought a ton of furniture and made it look cute. I started to really invest in my health and my space. I wanted myself to like feel loved, feel taken care of, feel taken care of, And I tried really hard to eat well, to drink a lot of water, just to be nice to my body and my mind and my soul. And not hurting yourself either, which can take form in drinking or not sleeping well. And just really try to take care of yourself and give your body love because that's what you need right now. So a good example of how I loved myself is treating yourself. Treat yourself. I went on a huge shopping spree. Um, after the breakup, I just basically wanted a huge set of new clothes. I didn't want any memories associated to what I was wearing because I like attach so many sentimental value and like memories to my outfits. It's actually ridiculous, but I just needed clothes that nobody else has seen, that nobody else has touched or taken off or, you know, has gone to dinner or a date or whatever with me in. So, I went to the Mall of America and I just got new clothes, like a new fresh slate for new memories and a fresh start. 
Um, and I didn't want anyone to know my clothes. You know, I didn't want my ex to know these clothes anymore. So a nice example is I bought like a ton of new underwear and just anything to not feel like the same person that I was when I was dating my ex. Um, another thing is just feeling sexy. This is super important. So the breakup glow up, this is a real thing. And after the breakup happened, I was at work one night and one of my coworkers at the time came up to me and she was like, girl, the breakup glow up is real. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she just said I had this new like radiance to me. And after she said that, you know, I felt it more. I saw it. I saw what she was saying. And she's right. There is a glow up. So finding a way to just feel sexy in your own skin makes such a big difference. Honestly, I had never felt more confident or sexier than I did right after that breakup because I was loving myself. I was feeling good on my own. I wasn't waiting for another person to feel that way towards me and then tell me that's how I am. No, I was, you know, telling myself it was like all coming from within. Um, So maybe... You could make a list like I feel sexy when dot 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 like I feel sexy when I don't wear a bra or when I don't wear makeup, which fun fact, I rarely do either of those things (laughs) and kind of on the same realm. This is going to sound super millennial and like very 21st century esque, but take a lot of selfies. I feel so good when I take selfies now and especially right after a breakup like when I was in a relationship I just didn't feel good or like I feel like I I looked so different in selfies but dang maybe it's the breakup glow up or something but take a lot of photos of yourself you deserve it or honestly just like anything that makes yourself feel good just do it Okay, this last one, I'm a little nervous to say because I'm not sure exactly what the age of my audience is listening, but at the same time, like, I'm in my mid-20s, almost. I'm, like, almost 25 now, and this is a breakup podcast, so I'm just going to say it. Moving on and rebounding or sleeping with somebody else, it, it can help you. But it can also really hurt you. And it's a very fine line. I mean, we all know the saying of how, you know, the best way to get over someone is to get under somebody else. And a lot of us have been there and we've done it. But there is this fine line between like being ready to do that and then being not ready and doing it anyway and then ending up just hurting yourself more in the end. So to be kind of vague with the situation, last winter when I was going through this breakup and kind of learning the best and worst ways of getting over my ex, I thought I was ready. I thought that this would help and I tried to move on and rebound a bit, but it ended up, I ended up just feeling hurt afterwards. Like I remember feeling so empty and upset at myself. I just remember thinking like, this sucks, you know? Being with someone that doesn't care about you, it's not always the best. So keep that in mind because yes, it might help you, but it could also just really make you feel sad. But at the same time, just like make sure you're ready because I don't think I was ready to do that. And it helped me in some ways. Like I don't really have any regrets and I try not to live my life with regrets because I learn from everything and everything happens for a reason. However, as much as I learned from that experience, it also really hurt me and... 
it made things a lot harder in a lot of ways afterwards to heal. Um, it just complicated things. So just be aware of that and really make sure that you're ready. Otherwise, you could just get, you know, hurt more and we don't want that. So again, just being aware of yourself, knowing yourself and loving yourself, just making sure that you feel consciously ready to move on when you feel like you could move on because casual sex isn't always casual and it isn't always great either. Like, um, I just wanted to add that topic in about moving on and sleeping with somebody else because it's a bit of advice that I probably never would have gotten growing up and So if you are younger and going through this, I want to be that one person to tell you just in case nobody else does, because I know when I was younger, I didn't have anyone that would have told me this. And I wish I did that. Yes, you know, sleeping with somebody else can help because the best way to get over someone is to get under somebody else or so the saying goes. But just make sure that you're ready because it could help you, like I said, but it could very much just end up hurting you more in the end. And that's the last thing that you really need slash want when you're going through a hard time already. So honestly, like that could be like the worst thing for you to do if you're trying to get over a breakup. And actually, the worst thing that you could possibly do is sleep with your ex. Uh, I have an episode coming out shortly with a guest and we just filmed it tonight, but we talk about this a lot and how you should just never do that. Don't sleep with your ex. (laughs) It's a big no-no. I want to take a quick break and give you some time to just process all those bits of advice that I just rambled on about. And when we return, I need to talk about some of the goals that I made during this heartbreak and whether or not I kept them or if I still think that they are good goals to have. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. This podcast wouldn't be made possible without listeners like you. And if you want to get more involved to help support the show, you can go to anchor.fm slash Michaela Simuntry and click the support button. It only takes a couple seconds, but your donation can really help sustain the future of this podcast. So if you want to support the show and get more involved, consider becoming a listener supporter today. And we're back. So something else that I did when I was going through this breakup is I made a list of goals for myself to follow during this hard time. So I made a list of things that I wanted to do during this hard time to hopefully help and just kind of like goals that I had for that year of being single. So I made some promises to myself during this hard time. And I think it's important to do this, especially when you're going through a hard time, because you need to have that light at the end of the tunnel to look forward to. So it's always crucial to have something that you're working towards. Um, a lot of people do this in the ter- in the form of New Year's resolutions, or maybe like for your birthday. I used to have like, when I'm 15, I want to do this before I'm 16 and stuff like that. So during my heartbreak and trying to get over my ex-boyfriend, I also made a list of goals. And some of the things on this list were involving future relationships, just kind of like learning from my past and experience what I did and did not want to do. So something that I had on this list was I did not want to seek out a relationship for myself, um, aka I wasn't going to download any dating apps. Uh, I also wasn't going to be the one to try to get into another relationship. It's so funny because in my head, I was like, yeah, 2019 is going to be my single year, just like my year. I'm not going to be in a relationship. I just need like a year on my own. And literally like before 2019 even started, I think I got into a relationship. But it's a fine line because what I also promised myself on this list of goals is, you know, if it happens, it happens. But I'm not going to be the one 
who goes out of my way to make it happen because I wanted to spend my time enjoying who I was when I was single and being comfortable on my own, focusing on YouTube and my career and all of that, you know, and it's always said that a relationship happens when you least expect it, and I really wanted it to be an organic relationship. I met my ex on Tinder, and I met all of the other boy toys before him on Tinder, and I was just so done with tinder and other affiliated dating apps so a big promise that i made to myself was to meet people in an organic way i wanted to meet someone in person have an established relationship of some sort before dating and just let it naturally happen if it was going to happen but i didn't want to put myself out there and like try to date um and I never really liked telling people that I met my ex-boyfriend on Tinder whenever they asked, especially if it was like an older adult or someone that I looked up to in my life. I didn't want to be like, oh, I was using Tinder because it just has its own connotations. So I really wanted to be able to tell someone like an actual story of how I met my like future boyfriend if they ever asked how we met. And looking back, it's so funny. I bet I and looking back, I wonder if I just subconsciously manifested this because my current boyfriend and I, we met through a location. He's actually the landlord of my apartment complex. So I had known him for about a year before we started dating. And I love now when people ask how we met because I don't have to say Tinder. I can say, oh, he's actually my man, my manager. I can say, oh, he's actually my landlord or we live in the same apartment. You know, it's great. And I did stay true to my promise. I didn't go out and seek a relationship. It really did happen when I least expected it to. And it happened organically and natural and my boyfriend Tyler was the one to initiate the first date and the first kiss and he asked me to be his girlfriend like and I told him at some point you know how, how I wasn't ready to date and get into a relationship and then when I was ready in January when I told him that I was ready he asked me to be his girlfriend so it did happen naturally and I didn't go out and seek it but those were a lot of some of the promises that I made to myself during this hard time and the goals that I wanted to keep for 2019 just to try to learn from my situation and try not to make the same mistakes twice. So not looking for a relationship, not using dating apps, pursuing something organic and not online, focusing on myself. These are all things that I stayed true to myself with and did. And it led to a great relationship with Tyler. And I'm happy that I was able to learned from all of that. But that's everything that I have listed down for some of the ways that helped me heal during heartbreak and get over an ex as well as, you know, some of the not so great ways to get over an ex as well. If you have any other pieces of advice for getting over an ex, definitely let me know. You can reach out. You can email me, DM me on any social media. I'd love to hear about it. And then maybe I can share it in a future episode. But thank you so much for listening. That is going to be it for today. Of course, I always end every episode with a quote that kind of has to do with what we're talking about. So for today's episode, the quote that I picked is actually by Frank Ocean, and it goes, whatever you do, never run back to who broke you. So I thought that was very fitting considering today was all about how to get over an ex and how you should never you know, sleep with an ex and all of that. So whatever you do, never run back to who broke you. Amen. <laughs> uh, I hope that you enjoyed. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you next week with a very exciting episode. It is our first guest episode. And that's really when this podcast like takes off. You know, I had some topics I wanted to, to talk about in these first few episodes, but 
from here on out, it just gets better and better. So stay tuned, make sure you're subscribed, and I'll see you next week. Bye! If you want to get involved, have feedback, or perhaps your own story you'd like to share, please email me at breakingupwithmikayla at gmail.com, or you can reach out to any of my social media and send me a DM. I'm always looking for future guests, so if you want to save your story for an episode to guest star on, be sure to mention that in your message as well. Don't forget to leave five stars, subscribe, and have a nice day.